Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of the Voice First podcast. Today, we've got Naomi Floy as a guest. She's the co-founder of Market Her. She's also the owner of Floy Online Enterprises. I met Naomi a little over a year ago on LinkedIn, and we got connected around social media, and she's coming back this time to help us out with Columbus Voice Bootcamp. We're dropping in on a coffee shop jam session where we talk about social media as well as a little more details around the Columbus Voice Bootcamp that's coming up November 14th. We initially met, I think, because of how strong you leverage social media yeah. on LinkedIn specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I forgot about it for the longest time. And then when we started talking about, again about Columbus Voice Bootcamp, mm-hmm. you were like, well, why aren't you leveraging this feature on LinkedIn? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. I get so much different advice from different people, but I'm trying to figure out how to leverage social more. So mm-hmm. can you dive a little bit more what you were thinking with mm-hmm. how we could leverage LinkedIn? Yeah, absolutely. Like even with the bootcamp, you know, kind of what I was getting. So when we think about social media, we think about promoting media, automatically we think like, okay, well, I want the Columbus Dispatch to write, you know, I, I, I want to pitch something to the Columbus Dispatch. I want, you know, this famous reporter to, you know, do a news story on me or whatever the case may be. We do what we can to get publicity around it, but we don't even realize that we don't, like, we don't need to necessarily, in order to, to build influence, you don't even have to go to the Columbus Dispatch. Like that's, I mean, that's that's one way. But something like the point I was making with LinkedIn is if you can build connections with a group of, of people on LinkedIn, if you can build connections with a group of people on LinkedIn that are influential in the spaces that you're looking to influence. So music, um, marketing, um, voice, tech, engineering, I don't know, whatever industries you are looking to influence, if you can build a connection of people that are active on LinkedIn, they have a good social media presence on LinkedIn, um, and they like to write, or they, they consider themselves good writers, I mean, LinkedIn has a feature where you can publish articles, and you can easily say, hey, you know, do you mind doing an article on this? Obviously, you have you have to build a connection or relationship. Um, but, you know, do you mind writing a, a LinkedIn, a link, specifically a LinkedIn article on this? And the power of LinkedIn is that people are consistently sharing. Like, I shared one of my articles that I wrote about establishing credibility as an intern. And I got over a thousand, like a thousand views on that. And within a couple of days, I got so many shares from people that I don't even know. And these people actually have clout in the professional world that I, you know, want to step into. So that in itself, if you get two or three people to write articles about um, Voice First on LinkedIn, it's like that three people in itself, that, that's influence, that's influence. Um, and that's just one way. And I feel like LinkedIn is just so, it's so, it's such a powerful tool, but it's, it's, I feel like it's the most underutilized by professionals. Twitter and Instagram are great, but every single social media channel has its own, um, it has its own, I don't want to say vibe, but it has its own purpose for it. For example, if you're on Instagram, Instagram is more so about visual storytelling. Um, and you can build connections on all of them. But the connections that you build on them um, are, are, when it comes to the connections that you build on them, when you're trying to build publicity for your brand or you're trying to, you know, build a raise awareness for your brand, 
the awareness is going to look different on every channel. Right. It's going to look different on Instagram. It's going to look different on LinkedIn. It's going to look different on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? They all have different... Did you, you get know, a lot things. of this from your undergrad and the classes that you're taking, or is this mostly experiential? Some with of it, some of it is, and but it's like like classes I'm taking now because I switched over into the school of comm, but a lot of it is just personal. Mo- majority of it is personal experience. Um, a lot of it is experimental. Like, I literally, I, I use LinkedIn all the time. I'm consistently meeting people for coffee and building those relationships. You know what I'm saying? Building those, those relationships getting into organizations that I know can lead me to a bigger network of people like a lot life is really it's networking for the it's networking and that's what social media is who was I talking is. with I was talking with um, guy who runs virtual mm-hmm. apparel his mm-hmm. name's uh, Remington Roddy mm-hmm. if you've met him he, so Virtual Apparel, it's a fashion mm-hmm. company, and he said every single relationship that you have and every single sale that you're making should be leveraging you to the next sale. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like Columbus Voice Bootcamp for us is, while it's an event, we're really trying to have it to leverage us, create this community of early adopting business owners who are excited about bringing this new tech here, mm-hmm. who are like you and they see... We're like you and they, they, they see the voices here and they're yep. wondering why hasn't it grabbed on yet yep. we want to bring them all together so that we can really answer those questions of why haven't we grabbed on yet we can build this community of early adopting business owners here in Columbus Ohio and form this small community here so we can collaborate on the best practices in terms of voice technology and with Columbus Voice Bootcamp we partnered with a lot of other organizations to get a lot of resources that would usually cost thousands of dollars for businesses getting them those resources for free. So for example, those big conferences you were talking about usually cost thousands of dollars. The first one in 2020 is called Project Voice. Tickets are usually $1,500. Everybody who comes to Columbus Voice Bootcamp gets a free ticket to Project Voice. It's in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And it's one of the biggest voice events in the country. And they get that for free. So we can take this community we built, we're looking for 50 business owners, form that basis here, the foundation here, and then take them to the free trip down to Chattanooga, Tennessee, right after CES, the first week of January. Take Columbus to the national stage and say, look, we had 50 business owners that are here to talk on a national stage. There's more tech in the Midwest, not just on the coast. Let's learn and collaborate and communicate with the national audience. Take what we learned from that national platform back to Columbus. Bam, now Columbus gets all of the benefits we get from that national stage. Mm-hmm. It's not just Naomi that knows what's going on in the national stages. Mm-hmm. All these business owners are seeing hands-on right there at yeah. the event. And they get to bring that back and collaborate more with the communities here. Hey, Columbus Chamber of Commerce, here's what we learned. Mm-hmm. Five business owners are all talking to the city of Columbus and yeah. the government to try to make change happen. Yep. And to just have a greater base of knowledge. That's that's the goal. And it's like, how are we leveraging that? So, so for you with the social media and, and learning about this, mm-hmm. is your goal when you graduate to take on a larger presence within social media or is this just a tool that you're using to accomplish a different mission for Naomi? Definitely, I do want to build, I know that social media is, is not just a tool for me, but it's a part of my purpose. Like it is, I'm literally being used to impact and influence. Like it's not just like, hey, like get this or buy this. Like God is literally using me to influence lives on social media. So I take it serious. Um, and, 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 you know, it's crazy because, it, I mean, at first it started as, it started as me building, you know, this vast network on social media for leisure. 
because Naomi's friendly. Naomi likes to make friends. She likes to talk. She has a funny, bubbly personality. You know, that's what that started as. And this is all the way in like, what, 2011? And over time, you know, started to build that rapport, starting to build that credibility on social media to where people were actually being influenced by what I was saying. And it kind of led to, 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 you know, me actually speaking out on social media about a multitude of things. And my opinions have changed and evolved over time. Like some of the stuff I used to preach about on social media um, and used to stand for, I don't agree with anymore. I don't, you know, I won't, I wouldn't uh, condone anymore, but just the thing that has remained consistent is that influence factor that social media brings you and that the networking, the way that I have leveraged my network on social media has been consistent for, you know, the time being. Um, so I do intend on growing a, a bigger and a bigger and a bigger following and as big as God wants to, you know, use me. Of course, it comes with, you know, the downside of people are, they, they have more access to your personal space technically, but, you know, to whom much is given, much is expected. It gives oh. a fast feedback loop for you. Yeah. Like you were saying it changes over time. So by yeah. putting it out there, mm. it's a reflection tool for you. Yeah. Because you can just click and always see what your views are. Yeah. And then also the comment section. Yeah. And the direct messages. You get, exactly. You get constant feedback. Exactly. There's a lot that's coming at you and people are constantly looking at... Is what she's saying what I feel? Yeah. Is it not? And then they'll comment and then you can say, well, here's my argument as to why exactly. I still believe what I believe. Or, no, you're right. Let me shift what I'm believing exactly. into something new. So exactly. it gives you the opportunity, instead of just tunnel visioning and mm -hmm. echo chambering, it's like you're creating that opportunity for Literally. a discussion to have. Exactly. That's precise, And that's precisely um, what it is. Here we go. I'm sending these. That's precisely what it is. I, it, it, social media is, is powerful. It is ridiculously powerful. Sometimes I have to I have to retract sometimes because it is so powerful and it yeah. sometimes it can clutter your mind. But it, you know, on the good side of things, it is just so powerful. It's such a powerful tool. I love it. I value it. Um, and it just it does so much. It, it literally does so much. Like tech, the way the tech is just blowing up just blows my mind now. Let, let's chat about your class. Yeah. So you're taking a class this semester that yeah. kind of created the context for this discussion. Yeah, so I'm taking a lot of comm classes, persuasive comm class. I'm taking a persuasive comm class, which I love. I love communications. I love learning how people receive messages. How do they psychologically process them? What makes people, what makes people's heads like turn? What makes people not want to agree with the message? Um, I've taken crisis comm. How do people deal with crises? Um, I'm taking uh, writing, writing, strategic communications, I mean, strategic communications, writing, um, and, and how, you know, learning how exactly do you write a press release. They, like, that's, a, it's a lot of formatting, a lot of, like, really, like, heavily technical stuff. I'm taking um, strategic communications principles which is all advertising. Like, I love advertising. Like, I love, if there is one, you know, field within the, the big marketing umbrella that I love, I love advertising, I love ads. Um, I just really like to know what makes people m want to make certain decisions when it comes to buying. Like, I like that type of stuff. I love learning about, like, consumer behavior. Um, when it with as it relates to you know marketing and branding um what makes people you know make those decisions i i it's dope
it's super dope. So in the classes, I love them. Like I am so happy I left the business school and went to the school of communication. Which is crazy because it feels like you're doing so much business. Yeah, it is, label. and I am. I'm just doing it a different way. Mm -hmm. Like um, for me, I, I look at efficiency a lot. I look at is this the most efficient route for Naomi to take? And I'm not the type of person, and I told you this the first time I met you, I'm just not the type of person that's gonna just get a business degree because everyone thinks a business degree is cool. I'm just, I am a very against the grain person a lot of the times. Um, and I don't feel, I don't find it necessary to, if I can find a better way to get things done, I'm gonna do it the better way, the most efficient way, most of the time. So school communications was just a more efficient route to get to where I was trying to get. I still do marketing. I did marketing in the business school. I just do it a different way. And I like the way Schoolcom teaches it. It's one, a easier workload. Two, the content is much more rich and it, it actually caters to what I want to do. Um, as opposed to the business school's a lot of number crunching, a lot of stuff that I, I, I don't plan on touching necessarily. You know what I'm saying? Just unnecessary. I think the cross-discipline is amazing. Like yeah. our engineers, yeah, one thing I we don't say. have anybody who went and graduated with a computer science degree. Mm -hmm. Our engineers, we have one that graduated the psychology degree mm -hmm. and then he decided to become a programmer. Mm -hmm. We have someone that graduated undergrad medical school yeah. and then went grad school mm -hmm. and stopped right before he was about to graduate with doctor. Wow. And then he decided to become a coder and I graduated with a geography degree and wow. I'm an engineer. Mm -hmm. So like... I totally agree. It's, yeah. it's whatever you do. Yeah, like just make it work for you. Yeah, like honestly, make it work for you, you know? Okay, so talking about um, the boot camp, um, I definitely have a lot. And I, as soon as I saw it, I was super excited about it. Where did um, you see it the first time? On Instagram. I saw cool. it on Instagram the first time. Um, did you see it at all on LinkedIn? I did not see it on LinkedIn, but I also haven't been. I'm not a LinkedIn timeline scroller. I'm a LinkedIn time. Like I'm a networker. I mess. I send a lot of messages, yep. but every but now so and then I'll post, get on it. But um, you don't post often on your timeline. I try to. I have been recently. Um, I try to just so you know, just so people know that I'm I'm alive and content is coming out of me. Right. Um, but I lead all contact back to my website. Um which is another whole, that's a whole nother conversation mm -hmm. in its own. Yep. Making sure that you have your own platform. Cause I mean, if Twitter and Facebook dot, like something happens, you want people to still be able to access your own content. Um, so I, I still always make, like I always pipeline all of the traffic that I get from social media. I pipeline it to my website. Um, so if you're going to read a blog, even with like my decision to like work at Deloitte this summer, like I know a lot of people are always into what, where I'm going to pick, what job, like what company I'm going to go work for, um, you know, for the next internship. So I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make, instead of posting it directly on Instagram right away, I'm going to make a blog post about it because I had just launched my website and I was like, I'm going to make a blog post about it. And then I'm going to go on Instagram and then I'm going to tell people that if they want to find out who I'm going to work for, they need to go, they, I'm going to direct them to go to my website. And it worked so beautifully. Like the traffic on my website skyrocketed <laughs> and they ended up reading my blog post. And then my other views went up on all my other blog posts. So it's, That's it's, awesome. it's, it's, you know, thinking of stuff like that. Cause I, again, like I said, I know people are, and that goes back to, um, that goes to speaks to kind of like your brand, your presence, your brand presence. Like, are people excited for you? Like, do people want to track along with what you're doing and the things that you, you know, you're, 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 you're accomplishing and stuff like that. Um, and I had a lot of people that did that. Um, the one, the, the ways to establish credibility as an intern, that one was the most popular blog post. I got like over hundreds of views on that. And that was just on LinkedIn on my actual website, also over hundreds of views. Um, so people, 
they want to read like blogging that that is such a rich and it's that's an, in its own its own conversation like content content in itself like you know what i'm saying like people want to know people want Agreed. the content they want they want content they want rich content we just set up a professional podcast studio one of our co-working spaces mm-hmm. and we were kind of driving that because mm-hmm. we release so much of our podcast yeah. and i was sitting there and i was like i don't I, I get that we want this professional equipment, but at the end of the day, we wouldn't be recording this right now if it wasn't this raw, just like, yeah, do you mind? And exactly. I just flip over a phone. If we went to a studio and did it, you would lose... Exactly. You increase professionality, but mm-hmm. you, you lose a little bit of the raw... The rawness, When we yeah. were at Voice Summit, we actually had a lot of people come up to us and say... I'd never had this happen before, but they were like, Pat, hi, how do I know you? Pat, I've been listening to your podcast for over a year now. Wow. I'm like... What, that's what so do you mean? Dope. I've never met anyone that's, that's yeah. listened to the podcast before. And they're like, well, Pat, if you look around for voice podcasts, voice technology, you're one of the only people out there that's doing it. Yeah, no, you are. And, and I, I, like, I, to- I always think back to you. Anytime I think of voice, I think, because I think about, I'm like, this guy's going to be Nobody's like, doing this stuff. Nobody's, but that's, and that's, that's why I can talk that's about how it. you know that you're, you know, you're, you guys are pioneering this thing. And, you know, all in all, like, you got, like, you guys are, le- you're really leveraging it. And one thing that I really appreciate about voice now and just, the team as a whole and especially you pat like you genuinely there's something about you about your rawness about your desire for just realness and not necessarily you're not putting up a facade like you genuinely just you remind me of my pastor like he's a simple man super gifted super gifted he has a high position in authority very high position in authority you know he's an apostle and he he is such a simple man and as we're spending time with him today like i'm just like he's so simple but we love him because he's so raw and he's so real and people are attracted to that that's not something you can buy that's not something that you can you know you can teach it's just it just comes naturally and i think that is what will separate you guys from maybe not now but later on in the future there's going to be people that are going to catch on obviously every trend and every trend is going to have it's you know people like oh i want to get on this but copycats other than you guys being the the pioneer pioneering this like there you guys are raw like you're real you keep it real you actually want to sit down with people you actually want to talk you guys have an interest in learning people um and that it counts a lot towards branding and marketing um i can say like that foundation that you guys are laying is so critical and you guys are having fun with it like you guys have you genuinely have fun talking to people networking with people sitting down with coffee like you guys genuinely have fun doing it um it's it's dope it's dope thank you i appreciate that a lot without a doubt without a doubt so tell me about um what would you say a voice first boot camp is all about um without using like your typical instagram description maybe kind of tell me some of the inspiration behind it um you know like just whatever comes to your mind really like you know what i'm saying yeah it really came about from the communities that we were already a part of i was going to the columbus alexa meetup for years because i know the founder of that and that's a great community here in columbus Mm -hmm. meets once a month they talk about new releases in amazon alexa probably eight to ten people on average show up to that 
We got invited to speak on these national stages, the Alexa Conference, Project Voice, Alexa and Hospitality, Voice Summit. Um, this Friday, I'm going down and speaking at a childhood development conference. Wow. It's the first one that's not a tech conference. This is a psychology early childhood development conference, and we're talking about how artificial intelligence can be used, but also should not be relied on like a crutch, like how it can be more assistive to parents instead of replacing yeah, parents. Yeah, that's good, that's good. Um, and going to all those, there was a lot of attention at the events and a lot of hype at the events when it comes to what this technology can do. I feel like what the community lacks is the actual hands-on helping a business see how it applies to them in a very branded way that shows this is what your business looks like on Alexa. This is what it looks like if you have a podcast. This is what it looks like if you guys are doing surveys. This is what your voice brand looks like. Without spending lots of money, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars if you want to hire on a voice expert, going to all of the companies that could do all of these diverse things. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to bring that to Columbus in a workshop that hasn't been done before to give business owners all of the different companies in one place in one day. Mm -hmm. Bring everybody that's here in the Midwest that's doing anything voice technology related. We've been meeting them at Columbus Voice Bootcamp. I'm sorry, we met them at the Alexa Conference. We met them at uh, Voice Summit. We've been meeting them at all these international events. Mm -hmm. We want to bring them all here to Columbus to physically do a workshop where we go one-on-one with the business owner to help them build their Alexa skill. Mm -hmm. Put a survey on with uh, surveys by voice. Develop their audio brand with sonic signatures. Figure out how they can automate their office with uh, easy integrations. Do workshops throughout the day so that way they can understand every single way that Google and Alexa can impact their business and then they can go and execute. They have a strategy, they have takeaways. Mm -hmm. Each workshop will give them a workbook or a takeaway or a strategy that will help them to be able to take everything that they're doing in this one day and be able to actually apply it into their business so that it can go outside of the event. Because that's what we want. We want this to really be a springboard towards the community, the business community. Right now it's a lot of tech minds that are working on this. I want feedback from business owners and I want business owners that are excited to try this technology to, to have it and to have it at a reasonable price point where they can experiment without any major investments. We just need people that are interested. The price point's low enough now for the early adopters to try it. Mm -hmm. Our challenge is marketing it in a way where we get in front of those early adopters to, to close the gap of the number of attendees we're looking for. We've gotten some people interested. It's, it's the step of promotion is what's hard for us because like you know, we're a tech company, we're a bunch of engineers. We partnered with the design company that has created all of our marketing material that you've seen on Instagram, yeah. mm -hmm. which, your opinion. Yeah, it's great. I think, I like it. I I, I, as an engineer, I've loved it, because I couldn't create anything like that, mm -hmm. and it feels branded to us. Mm -hmm. But the promotion, um, we tried a Facebook ad, and it, it didn't. I did, we didn't get the returns that we were expecting from it. Mm -hmm. So now we're doing more networking events as a way to try to get mm -hmm. more attendees. Mm -hmm. And we're now, I'm talking to a lot of press, so mm -hmm. I was gonna contact Dispatch. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna contact the Lantern, mm -hmm. uh, the Cincinnati Inquirer down in Cincy. Mm -hmm. There's some other voice magazines I'm gonna hit up. I was just talking on LinkedIn with the leader of Black Tech. Mm -hmm. um, so we're, we're talking with him as well. Cause yeah, I'm, I'm really, really looking for like some organizations that have an interest, like areas that are looking for a way to separate themselves and make themselves more exciting. Mm -hmm. 
Like if Columbus Chamber of Commerce, uh, they've already expressed interest, but if Black Tech doubles down on this and they say, yo, we can help every single black entrepreneur by giving them access to this event where nobody else does, and we yeah. can elevate the black tech community by yeah. giving them this advantage, that's what I, I want to find. I'm looking yeah. just for someone excited that we can partner with that's really going to get people there. Because our goal is to create the community, you know? That, that's what we're trying to do. So I appreciate you giving me some input on, on yeah, how we can make it better. No, without a doubt. Like, uh, without, without a doubt. So tell me, um, how do you feel about the Columbus startup scene, specifically with regards to tech, um, specifically with regards to voice? Kind of what are your opinions on it and how do you feel like um, Voice First like kind of fits in that big picture or doesn't fit in the big picture? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if you got like we're against the grain, if that, what, however you feel, um, kind of give me your opinions on that. I think Columbus startup culture is amazing. We have a lot of venture capital firms that are here to fund. We have a lot of accelerators and incubators and co-working spaces that allow us to work and give us the connections that we need that give us the time to process and flesh out yeah. our ideas. Hackathons and events. We have a university that provides excited, low-talent uh, students. I think the startup scene here is amazing. Just because, and, and there are lots of events too that provide networking opportunities. We have clubs like the Business Builders Club. Yeah, we have networking opportunities like the Dublin Coworking. Mm -hmm. Our last co-working space closed and two more opened up in its place. Both of them are religiously affiliated with churches. Mm -hmm. That's an idea in and of itself. The yeah. idea that churches have downtime during the week and you need to fill that space. And also you wanna decrease the burden of tithes on the congregation. Yeah. So why not introduce the marketplace to increase that collaboration you get? So like, yeah, I think Columbus is doing some very experimental and exciting stuff. And I think that we're here fueling it. We're finding, because we are ourselves a startup, mm -hmm. we're right now bootstrapping with a lot of companies to create collaborative partnerships. So the October Jones experience for an example. October Jones is a local Columbus artist. Mm -hmm. We want to increase the tribe here in Columbus. That's a big, my big mission right now is to stay focused on Columbus and to make Columbus prosperous in artificial intelligence and voice technology. So October Jones is a local Columbus artist. Mm -hmm. And we helped him. Mm -hmm. And then he went and talked about our voice technology on all these platforms. We wow. had a partnership where it was, uh, he obviously paid us for our service. Mm -hmm. And we paid him for some of the recording studio time. Mm -hmm. But then we also provided him this unique experience that he is the pioneer. Yeah. He's the first artist on Amazon mm -hmm. Alexa and Google Assistant. Yeah. He helped us by saying, hey, hot, uh, 107 The Heat, um, some other radio stations he's gone mm -hmm. on and talked about us, which has helped us out by sharing uh, what we're doing with the startup scene. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We partnered with um, the Columbus Chamber of Commerce. So now we're with the Columbus Chamber of Commerce to try to introduce more technology mm -hmm. with them. Um, so to answer your question, are we against the grain or are we with it? I think we're with it. We, we're with it in that we are with all of the people that are against the grain. <laughs> there's, there's a big scene here of startups and, and people who are trying to create change and trying to redefine the status quo, and I think we are here backing those people up. Yeah, no, you guys are just making me laugh. I'm thinking about um, doing, because we're relaunching, well, I'm relaunching Market Her with my best friend, um, this coming year, 2020, um, just kind of putting together, just restructuring everything. And I'm definitely gonna wanna get into tech. I myself am not a tech person, but there are women that want to get into tech. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely, like, I'm looking forward to partnering with you guys and doing um, something with Market Her, um, so a workshop, 
um, with women that are want to get into tech, even just want to learn or even just want to kind of, you know, you know, really get to find out about this scene and, and what it is. And I, I love that you guys are, are so big on this collaboration, like so big on it. We're here to get back. We're the agency's at a point now where we have uh, so many clients that we're expanding our engineering team and uh -huh. we're expanding our project management team. So mm -hmm. I just want to make sure that as we're growing, we're continuing to give back to the Columbus community because mm -hmm. that that's what's driving every decision we're making here. Is that I want Columbus to be first. Mm -hmm. I want I want Columbus to be able to say we are the voice capital of the world mm -hmm. because every single business is on voice and it's the default. When you do business in Columbus, Ohio, you're going to be on voice. You're going to be on voice. Just like Silicon Valley was the tech hub for a while, I want Columbus to be the voice capital. And I think we can do I it. I love that. I love that. Okay. Give me one. I think we can do it. Okay. So, um, tell me specifically with regards to the boot camp. So, kind of going back to the boot camp, and you kind of touched on this, but even if you have any more to say, like, why do you think the boot camp is significant for Columbus specifically? Um, I know, like I said, you kind of touched on it, but even if you can, if you have anything else that you want to say about why you think it's significant, um, or any other thoughts that you have about the boot camp period, you know? It's very hard to find the voice technology companies that work in Ohio and to know how they all fit together within your strategy. We're bringing every business that's in the Midwest to this event so that you don't have to go find them. One day, you're getting your entire strategy handed to you on a platter. All you have to do as a business owner is show up. It's a Thursday, so it's already a business day. Yep. You show up and every single company that's there is there to help you out, yep. to fuel this community and to give your business what we need. Because at the end of the day, the businesses that show up are the real winners. Mm -hmm. you, the October Joneses, the Columbus Chamber of Commerce, yeah. mm -hmm. the Voice uh, Wizards and other companies, mm -hmm. they're the champions. We're just here to try to give them those tools, give them the lightsaber that allows them to take down the Sith. Mm -hmm. And we just need them to show up. Okay, amazing. And was there any specific inspiration for this event? Like, did you guys see anything that kind of was like, you know, yeah. was there any specific inspiration? The, I'd say the catalyst, we've been thinking about it for a while, but the catalyst that got us to do it was a company out of Tennessee that ran a one-day workshop as well. Theirs was focused specifically on marketers. And they said theirs was a similar thought of, we want to bring everybody that's here in the Midwest down to help marketers understand Amazon Alexa better. Mm -hmm. uh, we're taking it a step further and expanding it beyond Alexa to just do voice technology in general. Yeah. And we're not focused specifically on marketers. We're targeting business owners themselves. Mm -hmm. So our hypothesis is a little bit different than theirs, but they were definitely the catalyst. Yeah. Okay. That's amazing. That's amazing. I like, I'm getting so excited about this. I don't even, I don't even know anything about engineering and... I'm just like, yeah, this is so, so. Okay, so tell me um, a little bit about, so you talked, there's going to be speakers. I know you guys are going to have, like, panelists. And kind of tell me about, like, how you guys structured the event, like how you decided to have those panelists, like kind of the thought process behind that. Yep. Glad you had that previous question because it is, it is kind of following that previous conference that we saw. Theirs was an entire day long. Mm -hmm. Theirs was, uh, I want to say, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., whereas ours is a full 9 to 5. Okay. Theirs was also workstations, and theirs was 30-minute workstations with each business owner. So they would rotate as a group, and they'd rotate around, spend 30 minutes with a business owner. They would get one-on-one -on -one training with that business owner, and then they would move on to the next station. 
the feedback we got from some of the attendees there was that the 30 minutes was not long enough for a workshop to really get what they needed. Mm -hmm. So we have made it uh, our um, 30 minute keynotes and 45 minute workshops. So we increased the workshop by 45 minutes mm -hmm. and we had the keynotes still stay 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. So we have six workshops and four keynote speakers throughout the day. And did, how did you guys go about speaking, picking the, the speakers that you guys picked? The speakers we found from previous events that we've been at. It was nice that we had already been invited to speak at so many other events mm -hmm. because it allowed us to network and already find a lot of the mm -hmm. big players who were trying to be out there in the voice community. Uh, and as well as the Columbus Alexa meetup. There are some companies there that we get for local Columbus. So Easy Integrations is home automation. We met them at the Columbus Alexa meetup. Mm -hmm. Survey line, we also met at the Columbus Alexa meetup, engaged by voice Columbus Alexa meetup. Mm -hmm. Sonic Signatures, we met them down out of the voice summit that you were talking about. Mm -hmm. We met Bradley Metrock and Project Voice at the Alexa conference last mm -hmm. year. We met Ian Utili from Attention Live, a big marketing company. Uh, we met them at Voice of Hospitality down in Texas last mm -hmm. year. So we met them on this national audience across the US. And we're just now starting to bring them all together and unite them into this community of mm -hmm. Columbus, Ohio. Okay. And if you could kind of one sentence it, um, what do you think is the objective of this event? Like, what is your objective of this event? Is it to get market research? Is it to, like, what's your, like, one or two-liner objective of this event? My objective of this event is to create our core class of early adopters. I want the set of businesses that say, I'm here, I'm excited, I want to innovate. Mm -hmm. That way we can have them in the future to just continuously ship them what's newest and best mm. and be like, yo, will you try this? Yeah. What are your thoughts on how this new change is going to impact? Can we bring you in to talk with the city of yeah. Columbus so that way we can figure out um, what we can do next yeah. for the city of Columbus? Mm -hmm. I want the early adopters that can sit and influence the city of Columbus to be that early adopting city. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's amazing. I think my questions are good. That was literally... Thank you for your help, Neil. Thanks for coming. Yes, of course.